When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm Mike Luke, joined by Jason Shear. Hello, Jason Shear. Are you still mad at me? I'm always mad at you, Michael. All right, Jason, why were you mad at me? We need to get this out of the way right now. I don't remember. All right, well, you know what? That's generally, you know you're an irritating person when somebody doesn't even remember why they were mad at you. But let's get to, uh, let's get down to business right here. Um, Kirk Kreese has moved, Kirk Kreese has moved on. What will be, where did this take you by some, I, I know all the answers to what I'm about to ask you, but the people out there want to know, did this take you by surprise? What is Kirk Kreese's legacy at the University of Arizona and what's Arizona's next move? How about that for three ones right there? Jeez. Um, it didn't come as a surprise. You know, I, I think we started to get the vibe as soon as the season ended in the locker room. Kerr wouldn't really give a, a Kerr. A Kerr. Kerr wouldn't give a clear answer as to whether or not he was coming back. And I think, you know, you saw what I saw, what we all saw is that Kylan Boswell needed more minutes next season. And, right. and so naturally, if you're going to give someone more minutes, someone has to get less minutes. That would have been Kerr. And it kind of was a, a mutual decision. We'll call it a mutual decision moving forward. And, you know, his legacy is an interesting one because, the tournament success wasn't there, but he's also a guy that led the conference in assists, hit a ton of threes. I think that his win loss record speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I, I think people are kind of soured on him now. And, and a lot of it, I think, is actually going to depend on what Boswell does. If Boswell leads Arizona to a Final Four or an Elite Eight or whatever, that's actually going to hurt Kerr's yeah. legacy in a way. Um, if he does it and Arizona struggles a bit with Kerr, I, I think it'll help it. But um, it's it's going to be interesting. I, it, it's hard to say what Kerr's legacy will be just yet. Yeah, to me, um, and the, the I think a little bit of the problem is because a lot of times people would say, we'll just move him off the ball. Kerr at the two is is dicey because he's a little undersized. He can't really, you know, he's not a certainly not a great defender. And not not sure that he's necessarily the shooter to be able to make up for it. I will say this though: at Arizona, we have high standards. The Shane, great Shane Diefenbach behind the scenes said he would gladly take Kirk Creesa at ASU. But like you said, I wish him nothing but the best. Um, I, I think that uh, history will be kind to him. Where do you see him going, Jason Shear? I think it's from from what I understand. Uh, you know, nothing's done until it's done. But Xavier looks like the spot. He, he's. David Miller's an assistant over there. He's been close with Kerr throughout the years. He was actually here at Arizona. 
Um, obviously, Sean Miller recruited him. I, I would be surprised if it's not Xavier. They're losing guards. Uh, it, it just makes a lot of sense. All right, Adama Ball now. That's the next one. that. Uh, uh, one thing that we've talked about here with Tommy Lloyd is, and by the way, I am not still in Sacramento right there, Stat Freak. You can be nice to me right now. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, um, the, uh, the one thing though, with, um, with, uh, uh, Adama ball is this, is that, you know, I think Tommy Lloyd has proven that he can develop talent pretty well. I mean, we've seen it. Guys have generally gotten better here and Adama ball, just for whatever reason, didn't really make that next step. I was very uh, hopeful for him coming into this year. I was hoping that he would be able to slide into a role where he was getting you seven, eight points per game, something like that. And it just never really happened. And you know what? Sometimes guys just maybe need to change the scenery. They aren't that good. Um, what's your take on a dumb ball? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the expectation for everyone, including the coaching staff, would be that he had a role this season and basically – Tommy Lloyd laid it out a few months ago um, and said that Adema just didn't really do the small things. Wasn't rebounding, wasn't passing well, wasn't defending. He would come in and, and be a jump shooter, which is fine and great, but you got to be able to do the little things. And Adema just never really picked up on his role. I mean, it, it had to be more than just a guy that shoots jump shots. There's, there's right. more to it. Tommy Lloyd system. And, for whatever reason, uh, Adema never got comfortable and never kind of took that next step. And um, you can start seeing it in kind of the way he acted and, and his mannerisms, you know, like a month ago or so, where he kind of just checked out a little bit. Like It looked he like he checked out. Yeah. And, and so when that happens, it's, it's time to move on. And I'm really curious to see where he goes. But, you know, in order for him to succeed at this level, he's going to have to figure out how to be able to contribute in other ways. All right, people making fun of me is that ladder for me to get into the freezer. Be nice to me. Be nice to me right here. I'm a sensitive person. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, we do need to dispel a vicious rumor put out there by Jason Shear, though, on his message boards at Wildcat Authority. Jason Shear is trying to push Dylan Anderson out the door. We're not going to allow this to happen, Jason Shear. Take it back right now. Uh, I, I think if here's the thing and maybe you'll oh i got you no let's say arizona goes out which i think they're going to do and adds a couple more posts you never know right right and so i think dylan anderson is probably he's not like transferring any minute but i think that how arizona handles that post depth and what happens with azulis tubelis could have some impact on his future but right now he's he's on arizona and uh mike has him signed to his agency I was going to say, and an NIL. We need to get him an NIL right here. The two players in the state that deserve NILs above everybody else, Duke Brennan and Dylan Anderson. I think that we can uh, both agree on that. All right, you and I are hearing the same thing on Azulis Tabellus right here. And again, things can absolutely change. All this stuff is fluid, but I would be a little surprised if Zoo was back. I think you would be a little bit surprised if Zoo was back as well. Um, in my opinion, I don't really view Zoo as an NBA player. Um, I just don't think that his game necessarily uh, meshes because he's not really a shooter, not the toughest dude in the world, but he can make a lot of money overseas and he can be a legend overseas. So I get it if he has decided to move on. Yeah, I mean, nothing's finalized. You know, we who knows what the NIL package they'll put together for him is. But 
Um, right now, I, I from what I understand, it's a matter of you just wanting to kind of get paid to play basketball. And, and he's at that part where he's only going to get so much better in college. Like when you look at his game, he's not becoming a better defender. It's just right. not in his DNA. So you look at him and you say, okay, the one thing he could probably improve on is three is three point, right? Maybe add a little more range to his game. But even then, and NBA teams aren't going to go crazy if he hits 30% from three, average and won a game or whatever. Right. Um, he kind of is what he is. The lack of intensity and, and defensive ability will hurt him in the NBA with teams. I, I don't think that he gets drafted. Maybe some team takes a chance late in the second round on him, but he's not a first round pick. And so he goes overseas and he and he has a very long and career and, and makes a good amount of money and he might just be ready for that. I always say this, and this is Steve Rivera's quote, but I'm going to steal it from Steve Rivera, although I'm not stealing it from Steve Rivera because I'm giving him credit for it. But I would love to have a Julius Tabellis' future. So just remember that. Same thing with Kirk Creesa. I'd love to have their future. So all of this is said, obviously, with a silver lining. Um, now, um, let's see here. Stat Freak, back in here. Jason, if Lloyd's plan goes according to plan or close to it, is the ceiling of next year's team higher than this year's was? I think that question. Tommy has a very clear understanding of what went wrong this past season. And there's a lot of stuff that would have to happen for it to have a higher ceiling. But I, I do think the ceiling could be higher, but I think the floor will be lower. Tell people what you told me, though, when we were talking on the phone, because I think you actually were right on this for once about the uh, there's something to be said. You know, maybe you take a little bit of a step back in year three. You get the own guys on your roster and you're and it's not like you're going to stink in year three. But then you go ahead. Sorry, I explained yeah, so everything. Basically, what I said is, you know, a Julius coming back would obviously be great, but you'd still be replacing them after next year. And you would still be kind of limited uh, limited if all the guys came back. So maybe you take the mindset of, you know what, let these guys leave. Let me bring in my own guys that are multi-year. Let them learn the system. And sure, we may not be as good next year, but the year after when I have these guys and I'm adding those freshmen, we're going to be really, really good. So it kind of just starts the process a little bit earlier and you take a little bit of a step back. Um, I'm not sure Tommy's going to do that. Uh, you know, I know that they have a plan of, guys that are in the portal or will be in the portal mixed with some international guys. And, and I believe that, that they think if, if everything goes accordingly, they're going to be a very good basketball team next year. But All right. Really and to be, to be clear here, I put this out there yesterday. He is not in the portal. I don't want to get Jason Shear getting into trouble on this one. I was merely mentioning Caleb love is the type of player that you're looking at. That's all I was saying, Jason Shear. So uh, you can, we don't, you can we don't around here. He, there is a rumor he is going to enter the portal. Uh, and uh, But a guy like that that could create his own shot would be interesting, though, correct? Bigger guy, yeah. a little bit more athletic? He shoots a lot. Uh, and mm -hmm. and he, But the difference is he does other things and he gets to the line. But um, I'm not sure. We'll see what, what he does. And, um, you know, there's, there's other – I'll say this. When, when the tournament ends, there's going to be a lot of guys that go into the portal that clearly aren't there yet. It's going to take a few weeks, and you're going to see little, you know, five, ten entries a day that intrigue you. But once that tournament ends, I'm very confident in saying there's going to be a bunch of guys that Arizona is going to go after. All right. Now, time for the reads right here. Mountain Mike's Pizza. Now, Jason Shearer can attest to this as well. 
We were up in Sacramento and I saw a Mountain Mike's pizza up there. Mountain Mike's is national. It's not just at Oracle and Wetmore, Jason Shear. You saw it, I saw it, and it was bustling, correct? Correct. All right. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, where could, what could I do for Mountain Mike's pizza? Well, it's not what Mountain Mike you can do for Mountain Mike's pizza. It's what Mountain Mike's pizza can do for you. Here's the deal. Head over to mountainmikespizza.com and to their Chandler, Mesa, or Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder, new diehards get a $50 voucher upon signing up and tap and bottle. Tap and bottle watch parties. All right. Our good friends, as you know, Scott and Rebecca do a great job downtown. Support local. Go downtown or you can go up to the Northwest location and check it out. Very good food. Or excuse me. They don't have food. Very good drinks. Food trucks generally outside. Really good uh, people there. Check it out. Uh, tap and bottle. All right, Jason. Um, now, looking at the transfer portal, I like the kid from Mary Mac. Am I wrong? That's the he kind saw. of guys I want. Yeah. I mean, you want to, uh, he's a little undersized, but he's, he's tough. He's athletic. And yeah, the, the, these are the kids that you want. You want a kid that, you know, it, it, like with Merrimack, they, people don't realize they won their conference. They just weren't eligible to play in the NCAA tournament. And, and he was good. I mean, he's legitimately good. And, and you want these tough kids that have a multiple of skills. They aren't just good at one thing. And so that's a guy that I would keep an eye on. Graham E.K. from Wyoming is a guy that I would take and keep an eye on. There's going to be guys that that kind of pop up that Arizona's on. I don't know how this works, but you know a guy that I would love? Reese Dixon Waters. I thought he was under. I love Andy Enfield. You've admitted you were wrong on Andy Enfield and that I was right on Andy Enfield. But I do I do like Reese Dixon Waters. About six foot four, can create some of his own uh, 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 buckets. Lloyd's a better coach offensively, just like he's a better coach than Hubert Davis. I would. That's. A, I'm cool with the Reese Dixon Waters. I don't know how exactly that would work in tra- in uh, conference and whatnot, but I would be more than okay with that. Yeah, doesn't matter anymore. You know, I, I've heard UCLA is going to be a factor there as well. He'd be a good fit there. I like the kid a lot. He's athletic. He may want a starting position. Uh, he still played 25 minutes a game, it, it, so it might just come down to what type of role he has. Because even though you love Andy Enfield, I think you would agree that he misused. Re-sticks re- and water. So um, I like him a lot. Tough kid. He can shoot, defends. Uh, you know, it, it's, I don't know if I want him playing 35 minutes a game, but if he wants to come to Arizona and have a role, I would absolutely bring him on. All right. Uh, Teron Armstrong, um, kid out of Cal Baptist. He's kind of got a, he's got a little bit of an urban legend, to be honest with you. Um, I'm, I'm okay with him. But my problem is, I guess my problem is, is when you're at Cal Baptist and you're averaging 11 and 5, I believe in the transfer portal for Arizona. I mean, if you're moving on from Kerr Creesa, who essentially averaged 11 and 5 at Arizona, is Armstrong really that dude? I like Taron Armstrong a lot. I know you do. Here's, here's the thing, though. I You know, his team was bad. Cal Baptist is bad. So if he's averaging five assists on a really bad offensive team, can we add five assists on Arizona? Like, he, so you it, think he averages 10 assists if he comes to Arizona? No, That's no, what you just said. I, I think he could absolutely average seven assists on Arizona. Mm-hmm. And he's a 6'6 point guard. Right. Um, he's a little slow defensively. I'll, I'll give you that. He's not the best shooter. But I do wonder how much of it was when you played Cal, like when Arizona played Cal Baptist two years ago, the plan was we're, we're taking Taron Armstrong out of the game, no matter what. 
At Arizona, you couldn't do that. And so if, I think if you surround him with better players, his numbers will go up. Again, I don't know if I want him playing 35 minutes a game, but I think if you had him next to Kylan Boswell and you had him playing 25 minutes a game or so, he's a great pickup. All right, we were talking about yeah, this offseason was going to be big for the Tommy gun. And essentially, you're going to find out a couple different things. Did he have a little bit of toughness? And by toughness, I mean, would he be able to make some tough decisions? Now, again, he definitely didn't run Kirk Kreese off, but I think he probably said that um, he probably said, you know, like you said, your role's going to change a little bit. And you know what? He obviously really likes Kerr the kid. So that, uh, you know, that obviously was a check mark right there. But then the next thing is, what kind of players are you going to start bringing in then? You know, because we've seen now two times in a row where Arizona, Arizona, just let's be honest, Arizona needs some dogs on the court. You didn't have any of that. You didn't guys that had guys that really embraced the moment. That that's going to be the next step for me. What kind of players are you bringing in here? And by the way, I am a big fan of KJ Lewis. I think you guys have him criminally underrated, and I expect him to outperform expectations. Your buddy KO was the first one that that I heard this from, and I've heard it from multiple coaches. They call him I can't say the whole word, but they call him MFers. Guys that if if you know when when the going gets tough, they're right there. The other coach is calling him an MF or in a bad way. You're calling him MF or in a good way. You want those guys that are going to die for loose balls. You're TJ McConnell's. Yeah, you're in. In Arizona, just didn't have it. I mean, they just did not have those guys on the roster, and um, that's what they need. Like basically, you don't want to see a situation where they go in the NCAA tournament and they get punked. And Princeton punked them, and and Houston did the same, where they didn't look like they belonged on the same court because they just had no toughness. And, and so that's something where when you go in the transfer portal, you want toughness. And and I think Tommy realized that, and that's one of the reasons why we're seeing roster turnover. And I think he understands that. But now it's a matter of bringing those guys in and really kind of, I don't want to say changing the culture because I don't think the culture is bad, but figuring out what went wrong and fixing it. And, and I think Tommy Lloyd is on his way to doing a, a nice job of that. All right. Henry Vasar. Um, this is the, uh, Tommy Lloyd said something to us, I think behind the scenes one time that still resonates with me. And uh, where he said, he said to both of us, he said, you know, sometimes with big men, uh, it's, they're different than guards. They're different than perimeter players that they can struggle. They can struggle. They can struggle. And then one day they just get it. The game slows down for them. They get better. This is a big, big offseason. Pardon the pun for one of our peaks right here because he's going to be back. But you watch him. He always, to me, should be a shot blocker. If he can learn to finish around the hoop a little bit better. Uh, again, I would like to see Henry be able to take that next step to be kind of a 10 and six guy with maybe a block and a half, something like that. Yeah, his the biggest issue they had with Henry last season was his confidence. He lost it at one point. And basically, he was unplayable because if he made a mistake, he was done. And if he made any more mistakes, you worry about losing him for the whole year. They have to be able to build that confidence. I, I would be surprised if he doesn't have a, a much bigger role this season i think he puts in the work they work on his confidence and all that but like you said it's a big season for him because that opportunity is going to be there and he has to be able to produce this is a guy that came in pretty hyped um didn't hyped by you yeah sure and and didn't meet expectations first year and um he's got to kind of get closer to those he doesn't have to come out and dominate but like you said uh, a 10 and 6 type of guy would be outstanding 
All right, we're going to make fun of a very bad reporting here and conference realignment talk here in just a second. But first, Jason Shear, have you been to Circle K before? I have, actually. I've heard of it. All right, Circle K. Here's my read for it. We agree that the worst intersection in Tucson is Oracle and Grant, correct? Yes. All right. There's a Circle K there. There is also a Circle K in the richest parts of town on the north side. Circle K is here for the people. They are everywhere. They don't make any judgments. They just want your business and they want you to leave satisfied. So here's the deal. We're excited to partner with our friends at Circle K to kick things off. We've teamed up for an amazing give, uh, giveaway opportunity. Text PHNX to 31310 to win a $500 gift card. See show notes for details. And again, Red Bulls, Monsters, buy two, get one free, you name it. Polar Pops, they've got it. Check it out. Circle K and the Four Peaks. Now, we're uh, bemoaning the potential loss of one of the peaks. We're trying to keep the other peak here, no matter what Jason Shear is trying to say on his board. But here's the deal with Four Peaks right there. You've got, uh, you can go to their Tempe location, and you can see Shane Diefenbach most likely up there. Shane Diefenbach would be up there. They have, a, they have show parties up there, but more so than anything, they have an NFL uh, draft party. New coach, new GM. The Cardinals have the third pick in the draft. It's a big opportunity for our team. The best place to take in this pivotal moment and the uh, rest of the NFL draft on April 27th is at Four Peaks, 8th Street Pub. Must be 21 and up. Enjoy responsibly. All right. Um, John Canzano, our guy, not, is um, he's moved the dates back a billion different times right now. He said that this past Tuesday was going to be a, uh, a monumental uh, uh, sh uh, showing. I can tell you for a fact it was not a monumental showing. The numbers are still not there. Um, he is go. Uh, Klievkov is now trying to go back to media people, trying to get more information or trying to get more uh, money. Meanwhile, the people with the real reputations out there, the national people, the people respect your Dennis Dodds, your Marchons, they are saying that Fox right now is out. Meanwhile, Canzano is still trying to push it. I side with the national media right there, Jason Sheer, and I side with what you are doing in the fight for truth. It's all semantics, too. Fox isn't at the table. What George is probably telling these guys is with if Apple gets the rights to the conference, they'll license a few games out to Fox. That's not Fox being in the negotiation. That's Fox saying, sure, throw some cheap games at us once in a while. We'll take on right. five games a season. And, and so it's all semantics, and I'm sure John is like, oh, I heard Fox is right in there. They're not in there. They're not part of the negotiation. Maybe they get a game licensed once in a while, but uh, the negotiations haven't changed. Like, and, and it, it's it's funny because all the Big 12 people get called all these nicknames and all that, but the worst reporter in all of this is a Pac-12 reporter, which is Canzano, which told us that it would be done August. Of August 6th, 2022. Yeah. yeah, come on now. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. And nobody, nobody, nobody saw that. And I will, and I keep saying this. And again, everybody out there knows Dave Hickey's my dude. Big, big fan of Dave Hickey. Um, but this is a this is a Bobby Robbins decision right here. And, you know, quite frankly, it should be a Bobby Robbins decision. And what I keep coming back to is I am glad and I know he's rubbed some people the wrong way, being courtside and all that stuff. But I am I will tell you for a fact, I am glad that we have a president who is a sports nut and not Michael Crow running things. Sorry, Shane Diefenbach, um, who actually cares about sports and what's going on 
with the uh, program. That, to me, gives me some ease because a lot of these presidents couldn't possibly care less about sports. Yeah, and um, and, and and you know we don't know what Robbins will do in terms of the numbers, and we we kind of have an idea what he'll do, mm-hmm. but. Um, he is very into sports. Like you could tell by his recent interviews and all that. He knows what he's doing when it comes to sports. He is very involved. And at the end of the day, um, if it is a, the best decision athletically and financially, he's he's going to make it. I, I actually, like you mentioned, it, it it's good knowing that he's in charge compared to the other people who don't even know what a football or a basketball is. Here's my ideal situation. Tell me if I'm being silly right here. Arizona and Colorado bounce to the Big 12. ASU stays here, and uh, they basically form a Mountain West 2.0 along with Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, Stanford. That's what we need to have happen, Sheer. Leave these guys in the dust. Go on to greener pastures. Let them have fun back here. Man, that'd be funny. It'd be awesome. I'm curious to see how people would react, too, if Arizona and and ASU split. You would be okay with it. I mean, I wouldn't care, but it, it would be fun. All right. So I just want to make sure we're on that. Nothing personal there, Shane, but you know what? <laughs> we're a little bit above there. All right. Speaking of which, Arizona football is here. I feel very, very bad. Daniel Gonzalez, we uh, we already talked about this. So you check it out earlier. Um, but uh, all right. Um, Arizona football is here. I have not made it to either practice. I do apologize. One time I was still sleeping in Sacramento. Uh, the other day, I was just lazy, but I will be there today, and I will be there Saturday. Lamont Lovett will be there Saturday. Lamont Lovett will be coming on with us after the show to be able to uh, talk about it, but you will not be there today. Why? Because of Muss? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to get to Muss here in a second. I'm hey, no. I will see. We'll see. We got to watch the Muss bus. Dude, I, I was going to say, are you going to be there for sure? Uh, we'll see. I do. We'll Mus, we're going to get to our uh, predictions here in a second, though. But again, Mus, well, before we get to football, quick question. <laughs> if Mus makes the final four, okay, does he take his pants off? I, if if Mus makes the final four and I'm the AD of Arkansas, I'm putting security around him right away to make sure I don't have to fire him 10 minutes later. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you've got to do that, don't you? Yeah, no, I'm serious. God knows what he'll do if they make a final four. Right. So, all right. And we are all fans. Everybody out there, we need all of your support right here. We are all fans of Kansas State against Michigan State. We have to. Now, granted, I've always said that. Uh, oh, look at Shane hopping in here. being silly. <laughs> um, we've always said, though, that uh, I've always said that Michigan State's kind of the one outlier in basketball. It's kind of like Ohio State in football. But still, the. Uh, um, the nonsense has to stop. We all need Kansas State to win a further death knell to Big Ten basketball, Jason Shear. Yeah, and I love Kansas State. Future Big 12 teammate, Kansas yes. State. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be Kansas State has like three or four guys from New York, and they're playing at Madison Square Garden. So I'm really curious to see how that one. Uh... Shane makes a good point, though. If, if Arkansas wins, will ASU claim it partially because of must? Uh, sh- that's Shane. You should hop in on that one. That's actually a pretty good. Yeah. Do you claim a, if you make a final four, do you claim credit for that title? Because he was on the, uh, by the way, can you imagine being ASU and having Muss on your staff and not hiring him, but hiring Bobby Hurley instead? <laughs> hey, we like Bobby. I know we do like Bobby. I thought honestly, and, uh, our good buddy, Kyle Dodd, uh, went off on Twitter this past weekend. It was 
We don't like what uh, happened to him, but I definitely like uh, Kyle Dodd's passion. If I'm ASU, I'm okay with Bobby Hurley because, again, you're probably going to get into the play-in game. You're going to be uh, – no, we do not claim it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shane, we are rooting for the same side. We're both backing the – well, I don't know what we're backing right now. Backing there. the must. Back back the must bus. We're all aboard the must bus. Um, but uh, what were we just talking about? Oh, yeah, Bobby Hurley. Listen. If you're ASU, you shouldn't have any basketball expectations. You don't really have any basketball expectations. He makes you fun. He makes you interesting. Sign him up, man. And the thing is, if you fire Hurley, who knows what you're going to wind up with? At least with Hurley, you know what you have, and and you'll have a competitive team and get in the tournament, and so be it. All right, and uh, Nico Acola right here. We're thinking Dylan Anderson stays. We talked a good deal about this. We were trying to uh, dispel the rumor that Jason Shear is trying to push out there. I hope he stays, as does Jason Shear deep down. Correct, Jason? Yeah, I hope he stays for sure. Uh, we'll right. see what happens when Arizona adds players from the port and all that, but I hope he stays. Why not? Yeah, for sure. All right, now let's get to some Arizona football here because I have not been out there. But what have you seen, Jason Shear, at uh, Arizona football practice right now? And are we continuing to move in the right direction? Yeah, I think the two things stand out to me. Uh, the talent at wide receiver is awesome. I mean, Kevin Green, Jacob Cowing, uh, Malachi Riley has been awesome. I don't know how they keep him off the field as a freshman. Devin Hyde, and so I'm not worried about losing Singer um, in that room. T-Mac, it looks like, has taken the next step. And I think the thing that has, that has stood out the most is the increase in speed and athleticism at linebacker is noticeable within seconds. I mean, right. as soon as you see the defense playing, there's just a major, major increase in speed and athleticism with Humuli, Flo, and those guys. So it, it, I think the defense is going to be better. It looks faster than it was last year. Well, and see, that's the thing, too, is that the defense this year, I believe, at least on paper, and again, I haven't been out there. I will be out there Saturday. You're right. I'm not going out there today. I'm watching <laughs> um, But uh, I will say that, that I think that – What's that? What if Musk makes the Elite Eight on Saturday? Yeah, but uh, hopefully it doesn't conflict with that time. I got to be there Saturday. Practice is early on Saturday. We're good. I got to be there there Saturday. So Musk win, but we'll try to work it out after that. Um, When it comes to uh, the defense, though, I think for the first time in the Jed Fish tenure, you can say that at least on paper – that you have something that should be a strength to your defense and that a, a, a core, a unit that would probably be acceptable to about any school in the conference. You all, We already know what Jacob Manu can do. You got Justin Flo in there, and then you got Leviticus Sua right there as well. That, to me, right there is something that Arizona has not had in the past, at least on paper under Jed Fish. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not going to sit here and disguise, but like Jerry Roberts kind of was what he was, and, and it wasn't fast. Baby wasn't Ray fast. Lewis. Right? That's so you man. think I mean, he merely had like three plays yesterday where he got to the running back like as soon as the ball was snapped. And it wasn't because of the offensive line. Uh, Justin Flo, as long as he learns the defense and plays within it, his, his physical attributes, he's, he's a freak. Jacob Manu is, is, has gained weight, and he's going to gain a little more weight. He'll never grow in height, but he looks just as fast and stronger. Sue is not even on campus yet, and, and the expectations for him are high. They're going to be pretty solid at linebacker. And, and so – the fact that they have a defensive unit, a uh, position group that you can look at and say, okay, yeah, they can they can count on those guys. That goes a long way towards a successful defense. 
To me, the most important player on the defense in his progress is Deuce Davis. He's the one guy that I look at on the roster and say that from an athleticism, from an explosive uh, explosion perspective, he is the one guy that you look at and say, okay, if he develops right, if they use him right, he could maybe be in that seven sack range. To me, he's the guy that they really need to emerge. I know he's small, he's still undersized, but he's the one that they need to have emerge. He is undersized. Uh, he looked bigger when we interviewed him the other day. On Tuesday, we interviewed him. So he has gained some weight. Um, he'll be around 250 when, when the season starts, which doesn't sound like a lot, but I, I think he came in at like 210 last right. year. He was, right. um, but yeah, he's a guy. They need that pure pass rusher, and and ideally um, he's going to be that guy. And so you're ready for him to kind of take the next step and and become that, that pure pass rusher, which honestly they haven't had in, in quite a while. All right. Um, back to basketball real quick. Do we know why Umar Ballo was in San Diego? What was he doing? I have no idea. All right. So, but sounds like it's okay. Yeah. We will speculate though. All right. I haven't heard anything about him transferring. It, I, I, that one would be a, a large surprise if he announced that he's leaving based on what I heard 48 hours ago. I think that would have come as a surprise to everyone, including the coaching staff. He would be a big surprise literally and figuratively. All right. You know what I'm excited about this Arizona team too? The running back core. I love it. You got three dudes that can play. And that's not even including Fam, Speedy Luke, who they're going to be using everywhere. Michael Wiley is obviously a beast. We know that. Jonah Coleman is putting up weight uh, lifting numbers that uh, we haven't really seen around here. Leader of men, uh, stat freak. Yes, that is Umar Ballo, our leader of men right there. And then you've also got uh, DJ Williams, who's probably the physically most talented dude out of the three. I love what they've done at the running back position. Yeah, I mean, Jonah Coleman... <laughs> His, his lower body, he looks a lot, I, I'm not saying he's going to be this good, but he looks a lot like uh, Maurice Jones-Drew in person, right. the way he's built. Um, DJ Williams has looked good. They still got some freshmen coming in, but you know that that core that they have, Wiley, Williams, Coleman, they're going to be fine. Like That that group I don't worry about at, at all. Um, they were practicing a lot of route running yesterday, so mm -hmm. maybe they're going to get them involved in the passing game a little bit more, but um, Scotty Graham is, is awesome. Scotty Graham coaching the defensive line a little bit as well, by the way, Scotty Graham, also a charter member of the back the a movement. When I tell you that Scotty Graham has tweeted out back the a to me, probably about 15 to 20 times over the past three to four months. I am not lying. Am I Jason? No, good dude. Very good dude. I asked him what his secret was to, uh, his running backs, not fumbling the ball. And he said, I can't tell you. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, whatever, dude. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously you can't tell me. Um, now, let's talk. Now, I do want to say, what area that does concern me a little bit, and they're fine at certain positions, is the offensive line. Because again, you got Big Jonah in there. That's a first-round pick. You got Wendell Moe. I don't expect him to come off the field. Um, center's returning. But you've also got Jordan Morgan, who's out. And um, again, he'll be about eight months uh, removed from ACL surgery. But it's that other tackle position, Jason, that worries me. Is Joe Borjon going to get that? Is uh, is Lange? Where are we at with that? Because that position does worry me a great deal. You know, Raymond Polito was at practice the other day, and he is already bigger than, I mean, he weighed in at six, he measured in at six, seven, 325 pounds before he even reached campus. If he's halfway decent, I can't see a way that he's not starting. I mean, he's right. he's a monster. 
The only issue is he's not arriving until the school year. That's what worries me. Or whatever. Um, it's going to be Borjan or Lange. It depends on the status of Morgan, if Morgan can start the first game. Or they could go and, and they still have scholarships. And they could go and say, you know what, Lange and Borjan aren't the answer. Let's go and, and get in the transfer portal. So, you know, I agree with you. If you were to ask me one position that, that kind of concerns me, it would be that right tackle spot. All right. Now, one now let's just say that you're a little concerned about something and you're a little you're a little nervous or you're like Jason Shear and you have a hard time sleeping at night. OG's is here to help you out. Now, OG's is very good. It's hip with the kids and it's also hip with the older people for a variety of reasons. Now, here's the deal. Um you can get it's official OG's new strawberries and cream happy balance gummies are live and on the shelves. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary by checking out ogsbrands.com. Must be 21 up to enjoy. And the sleep edition. This is for people like Jason Shear who can't sleep, who are up tweeting at 3.30 in the morning right there. These edition gummies are live and active, plus tons more. As always, you can find them at your local dispensaries by checking out ogs.com. Must be 21 and up. Shane Diefenbach and the kids out there also like OGs. It is a, it is a, uh, uh, it is a, I almost said a, a substance for all seasons. How about that? All right. <laughs> Sheer, I'm saying seven wins for Arizona. I think the OU should be six. I'm going seven wins. What say you? Yeah, I'm with seven. That, that number is the one that makes the most sense to me. I think it's, it's very doable. I think Arizona kind of has to make a bowl this season. I do. I agree with that. And you know what? We do expect them to be significantly better than ASU. Is this correct? Agreed. Yes. Right. And the thing about ASU, too, is that if they were smart, they would start the kid from Marana. But I don't think they're smart, so they're not going to start the kid from Marana, which gives us another reason to root against ASU. Yeah, I mean, I, I from what I understand, it's it's he's in there, but it's not guaranteed. They're having a real quarterback competition. But that would kind of suck if after all he did last season, if, if he doesn't win the job. You have a true leader of men there, and then you push him off for some newcomer. Get out. We don't like that. All right. Now, game predictions for tonight. Who do you got? UConn, Arkansas. Are you going with the must? I'm not. I'm going with UConn. But it's going to be close. It's going to be a good game. If must wins this game, does he reach the final four? Who would they play? UCLA? Yes. I think there's a very good shot. All right. Normally, I back the pack. I back uh, when it comes to this, but I will never back against ASU and UCLA. ASU for obvious reasons, and UCLA because they have a very odious fan base by and large. I am going with. I am rooting for Gonzaga, and I hope Gonzaga wins. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Making sure. Kansas State, uh, Michigan State. Who you got? I actually have Kansas State. I, I think there's a. I think they're they're more athletic. I like their guards a lot. They're playing at New York. They're gonna have a nice fan base there. Guys are from New York. I, I like K State. Kobe Thiel made a great point. The only UCLA fan we like is Carlos, the Pac-12 observer. I like Carlos. Yes, he he grows on you after a while. He had a funny tweet the yesterday that said, "What's Arizona basketball gonna do? Adama Ball's gone." It was like. <laughs> Be nice, but it's still kind of funny. And then you got Tennessee, FAU. I couldn't possibly care less about this game. No, I don't care at all. Uh, I could see Tennessee losing. I, I think they win, but FAU is fun to watch. That's this is it. the game that I wish was going on during Arizona practice instead of Muss. Yeah, it, it's a pain in the butt because Muss is during practice. And then with interviews and all that, you kind of miss the, the beginning of UCLA Gonzaga. 
All right, before we hop off here, Shane Diefenbach, join your join on to the stream, Shane Diefenbach. You're not sitting in a hotel room. You can join the stream real quick. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, Shane. Hop in here. We're adding Shane to the stream yeah, right here. I, I am I'm in the I'm in an office with multiple people. I, I can't talk I can't talk right now. What do you want? All right, fine. We just wanted people to see this is the great Shane <laughs> Diefenbach. He's an ASC guy, but he backs the A. All right, thanks, Shane. All right. On that note, that's my ADHD kicking in right there. But for uh, for Jason, oh, by the way, Sheer, where can they find you causing problems on Twitter? Where can they find the website? Any good deals going on? What's up? Uh, at, while, at Jason Sheer on Twitter, wildcatauthority.com. No deals. We just had one, but we'll, we'll have another one coming up here soon. The deal is of in of itself Wildcat Authority right there. Yeah, the deal is that you don't have to get shocked when guys transfer because we're already telling you on the message board days in advance so you can brace yourself. Days in advance, brace yourself, and you can see how many times I get downvoted throughout the day. Yes. By the way, real uh, uh, I was surprised a little bit by the quickness and the viciousness with the downvotes. Uh, long story short, there's a, tw- there's a thread up there where it says Tabellus is uh, most likely leaving and everybody's panicking. And then I put in there, I said, don't worry. This is good news for Dylan. It was immediately <laughs> shot down sheer. Yeah, that was uh bad timing. Timing is everything, Mike. You don't have it. Yeah. You don't have and, airplanes. You don't have it. All right. Well, you know what? That's who I am. But for Jason Shear, the great Shane Diefenbach, I am Mike Luke. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.